Hey, y'all, welcome to the Fellowship Asheville ConvoCast, where we hope to inspire you with stories of what God is doing in and through the people of Fellowship Asheville. And we are now in our second season of the ConvoCast, which is very exciting. And uh, we are, I'm introducing you to our deacons um, and to our staff. Now, I'll explain a little bit about what deacons are as we go along in the interview, but I want to introduce you to Trish Lancaster, who is one of our deacons. So, so Trish, say hi to everybody. <laughs> Trish, would you, would you uh, describe a little bit about yourself? Hey, um, I am married to my husband, Mark, and we have two children. Um, my son, Liam, is 26. My daughter, Hannah, is 21. Liam lives in South Asheville with his new wife, and Hannah lives with her husband. So both are married, which is exciting, mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. love the spouses, which is also exciting. That is. <laughs> um, Hannah goes to school at Appalachian State um, and is loving Boone, and we have been in Asheville for a long time. We've had this house for 26 years that we're at now. So we love our neighbors, obviously, or we would have mm -hmm. gone. <laughs> um, so, but eventually we'll get some more land and kind of move into that um, re-nesting is what I call it versus empty okay. nesting. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's what my father-in-law calls retirement. He doesn't call it retirement. He calls it refocusing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so re-nesting, that, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, Trish, what's something um, that most folks don't know about you that would be fun to share? Well, when I first say this, you're going to laugh because it seems so obvious that I love words. <laughs> I, uh -huh. do, I, I am talkative, but when I say I love words, I really mean something different than being talkative. Mm -hmm. I love the sound of words, mm -hmm. um, learning new words such as kerfuffle, is one of my favorite words that a library. It's a great says. word. I know. Say it's, it, Fred. Say it. It's a great word. Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. It, it yes. means a commotion or um, a lot going on. And my a librarian taught it to me one day when uh -huh. she used it in a sentence. I was intrigued. I also love morphing words from one word into another. When I teach, I work at um, do some retreats. And mm -hmm. one of my favorites is morphing the word worry into worship. Mm. through using the word lordship and I actually move the letters around on the slide on the screen mm -hmm. as I talk about a spiritual truth the words are changing mm. to match the concept and there's a word for that called wordsmithing which I just oh. learned from a guest at the cove I had no idea that that's what huh. I was doing so yeah. sounds of words morphing words um pondering words mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of those like my neighbor, I'll share one more example. In her yard, yeah. she has two little signs. One sign says wander. The other sign says wonder. Mm. And I thought one letter difference. But do you wonder, then you wonder? Do you wonder, then you wonder? And, my mom, uh -huh. and I start thinking about going, walking in the woods, which I love to do. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Which comes first, the wandering or the wondering? I don't know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's uh -huh. just uh -huh. interesting. I entertain that in my mind. So Yeah. Yeah. That's great. No, I... Um, I don't know that I did know that about you, but I knew that about you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I can tell that you love words just in the conversations that we've had. Um, and it has nothing to do with the amount of words. It really is the way that you use them. Um, I can tell. So, so, uh, but I've never heard you articulate it that way. So that's, that's, that's really good to know. Um, Trish, share with those watching and listening. How did you come to know Jesus? I'm curious. 
um, I was raised in a Christian home. We were at church all the time, which was, I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. And when I was about eight, I felt that tug in my heart that I knew, you know, that I needed a savior because of my mm-hmm. sin. And I walked the aisle at my church, didn't really understand all that I was doing. I just knew I knew I had, I had a need. And mm-hmm. then that fleshed out over time through great teaching and mentors um, of what that faith really was based on. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't part of the questions that I sent you, but you just mentioned a word um, that I also know is very important to you, and that's mentors. Um, and as I've gotten to know you uh, over the years, you always seem to have mentors in your life. Like you're one of those people that learn from others really, really well. And so off the cuff question, Okay. Um, um, what... Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, because I don't want to say who is your favorite mentor, but um, what what made some of your favorite mentors your favorite mentors? Just the way that they walked with me through whatever hardship I was going through without mm. trying to fix me. Uh, just, oh, yeah. Walking with me, inviting me in to their healthy way of thinking, healthy way of living mm. so that I learned some good habits that I did not necessarily learn growing up, like being still in God's presence. To me, as a new Christian, that was laziness to sit still, to not be productive Mm. or working or achieving. But that is a whole new mindset for me. So just watching them, doing it with them. Mm -hmm. That was going to be my question. Did they tell you about it or did they invite you, like being still, did they invite you to be still with them to experience what that was like? They did. They did. And it was usually through prayer um, Mm -hmm. and retreating. I love retreating as well. And I was invited to retreats, especially when I was going through some hard times and uh, women reaching out to me that knew I needed to be around other women. Mm -hmm. Um, Even to the point where God told me once you need to be around godly women every few days or you're not going to make it through this crisis. And Mm. I remember thinking, wow, that's kind of scary, God. (laughs) (laughs) I need them that much. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really good for me to, to keep seeking mentors, asking people to be mentor me as well as mm. some people volunteering to mentor me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And that's key that, that idea of, of, you know, people volunteering, but also acknowledging and asking for for mentors when you need them. I think that's, um, that shows a, a level of hunger for truth. And, and humility in that too. So um, um, so with all of that, um, it actually is a great segue. I didn't plan it, but it really is a great segue into um, what you're specifically doing as a deacon. Let me take a minute real quick and just explain what deacons are here at Fellowship, because I know different churches use that word very differently. Um, and, and here at Fellowship, here's, here's the way we like to think about it, speaking of wordsmithing too, is that, is that um, Everybody is called by God to serve, and a lot. Of, and, and deacon means servant. Um, but what you see in deacons is that they're they're leaders of servants, and so it's not just that they serve, but that they lead others in serving. And in particular, when you look at the Book of Acts, that's where you see the birth of deacons, and you see them leading others through service in very specific areas. Uh, so they're not these broad stroke people. That's what an elder is. An elder is an overseer, but a deacon serves in a very specific area. And one of the things we did, um, well, we actually started, I guess, right 
before we started before COVID hit, but it kind of culminated and finished uh, during COVID as we started this process of deacons. And what we did, um, which was a mistake that I say now, uh, that I see now, that I didn't see then, is we really just recruited people that had that deacon um, gifting and deacon experience and deacon um, um, leadership of the Lord to kind of step into that. But what we didn't have for some people was a specific area of service. And Trish, you were one of those people that we knew we wanted congregational care to be your area. We just didn't know what part of congregational care. And what's been really beautiful to see is over the last six months, has it been that long, that uh, a very specific area of service has uh, the, God has led you to this very specific area of service, which also lines up with what we hope to see happen uh, as, as the however many year vision plan it is um, uh, for, for fellowship. It lines up with something we feel like God has asked us to do. So with all of that, right. uh, Trish, share with us what your area of, of, of ministry is. Okay. It's a mentoring mom's ministry. Mm -hmm. that is connecting older moms to new moms mm -hmm. and it was really neat the way that god put me on your heart to ask me yeah and, and at first i said no because i thought i well i have these deacon responsibilities i can't take something else on instead and then it was brilliant how you so simply said well, that could be your deacon responsibility. Isn't it yeah. funny how a simple answer we don't even think of ourselves sometimes? Uh -huh. Well, and, you do have the word simplicity right behind you. So that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I needed that aha moment. And Mark and I were in agreement that this was a good fit because I love children. So I babysit for some new moms and already had relationships established with these women and knew that they would like mentoring. Also mm -hmm. had some relationships with some older moms through the prayer team, through other avenues that I thought, you know, I could ask them to join as well. And so mm -hmm. when I asked the women to participate, every one of them said yes. Some needed a little time to think about it and check with their husbands, which I appreciate that. And I encourage mm -hmm. that. Sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Want, you need to serve with your husband's support. And so, but all of them said yes. And it's been beautiful to watch it unfold. So. It has. It has. What? Uh, where have you seen growth? Because this is what I love about serving and, and taking those steps of faith with Jesus, is that at the beginning of taking this step of faith, particularly in an area of service, it's really easy to think, well, this is about me serving them. But what happens is when you take that step of faith into service, you end up not only being blessed by it, but you end up growing by it. And so, so I'm, I'm curious, how have you seen growth in your life in taking this step of faith in this brand new ministry? Well, it's really been a challenge for me because typically the way I like to approach ministry and the way I've been taught and the ministries I've been involved in all start with structure and a format and a purpose. And so then there's a lot of freedom within that, mm -hmm. but you pretty much know what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it. And then the freedom comes like with moms and prayer ministry that I'm involved in. We have a very it's very formatted that one hour of prayer, what we're going to pray about, but the freedom comes with how it plays out, how the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit leads us to pray. But I was craving that with this ministry as well. And <laughs> I wasn't getting it from the Lord <laughs> and I wasn't mm -hmm. getting it from, and you kept saying, you just have freedom, Trish. And I thought, I don't want this kind of freedom. <laughs> I want some 
like a fr how a frame actually encloses a picture and then you can put whatever mm -hmm. you want in the frame. I wanted the frame, mm -hmm. but God has said, we're going to develop the frame as we go. And, and that just rattled me to my yeah. core. I'm not yeah. an agile person. I'm a planner. And I, and so it's been fun to watch the Lord do that through the input of the other women because they've helped develop it. Mm. So the collaborative wisdom you find in this type of ministry is huge. I mean, it's huge in any ministry, Yeah. but they mentor me as I'm mentoring them. And it, there's so much exchange. Isn't that great? Um, uh, that's, you know, I, I do remember having those conversations with you um, in the beginning where, you know, you, and you that's what you had said. You, you articulated it now, just like you did then, that, that you're used to there being this structure and, and, and clarity. And all I could do was be like, here's what I know. I know I want every new mom to have an experienced mom that's telling them it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, and however we get there, that's up for you to, to decide and to figure out. Um, so, so, uh, and, and I think you've done a beautiful job. You've, you've done exactly what I see God doing in so many different, uh, as ministries get started is you start small and you dream big, you mm -hmm. know, you, you, you start small and you're like, okay, we've, we've got this. What could God do, um, next? And then it gets really scary because then and one of the things I've learned is that you never have the resources available to do what God's asking you to do. You never have the money. You never have the people like you just don't. And it always takes this faith step of faith to be able to go, okay, this is the big dream. So God's going to have to fill in all this stuff in between to make this big dream come true. And he does step by step by step. So I'm so, I'm so, I hope this doesn't sound paternalistic, but, but I'm so proud of you for taking that step. Um, you had a journal entry that you shared with me uh -huh. would, would, would you mind sharing that? Because I think it captures that really beautifully. Do you, do you have it available? I forgot to check it. Here. Yeah. yeah, I can read yeah. it. And, and yeah. really this uh, retreat, I went to, I went away just to retreat to pray about the deacon role in June because uh -huh. I had got uh -huh. confirmed, I think the end of May mm -hmm. didn't know. And I looked back on this when you brought me the idea of mentoring moms and the answer was found in what God had already shown me, which is really neat about journaling yeah. and also about retreating that sometimes it's for later. Sometimes mm. it's for the moment, but mm. I say that to say, I just am thankful, very thankful. Um, went to a friend's house to retreat. Um, and then I wrote this journal. Um, so this is, I wrote this journal on June 6th of this year. Yesterday, while retreating at a friend's house regarding a new ministry role, which is the deacon role, mm -hmm. I decided to go to Greer City Park. I walked to the park from downtown Greer, where I had just enjoyed the coziness of a local coffee shop. In front of the park entrance, I was dismayed to see construction vehicles, hear the loud beeps, and smell black asphalt. I almost turned back. But something kept me moving past the mess. Now I know it was the Lord. He was asking me to see beyond what I see, meaning to see spiritually beyond what I saw physically. As I walked at one of my favorite parks, I quickly, though, became discontented at what I saw and what I heard. I saw clothes on the floor in the women's bathroom and wondered, was a homeless woman there? That sight reminded me of my sadness regarding the homeless population in my own downtown. And my peace started to dissipate. 
Then when loud teenagers interrupted my restored peaceful bliss, the discontent returned. I almost left again then, but something or someone kept me moving forward. As I became more physically weary due to lack of sleep the night before, which always happens in a new bed for me, and also from getting weak from the heat, was 82 degrees that day, I asked the Lord if I should remain there. I was understandably concerned for my health and emotional state. His response, however, was go a little bit further and then sit on a bench to rest. So that's exactly what I did with heavy legs and a weakened body. The rest with him on that bench was sweet, although it was just five to 10 minutes. Then on my way back through the park to my car, he sweetly told me something regarding my ministry position. He said, Trish, you have all you need to start where you are. And I want to come back to that, Fred, because that's so mm -hmm. key. Trish, mm -hmm. you have all you need to start where you are. I was flooded with peace, not because of my current circumstances in life, nor the current setting, but because of his reassurance in the midst of mess and noise. Hmm. Sounds like what will happen in ministry, too. Here are the parallels he is giving me regarding the park visit and ministry. One, sometimes you have to walk through the mess to get to the beauty. Two, just because there is mess and commotion, that doesn't mean you can't have his peace in the midst of it. A new insight for me, you don't have to have a peaceful setting to get direction for ministry from the Lord. Sometimes your soul may crave it, even need it, according to your season in life, but God will provide it if you do. Otherwise, he will give you clarity among the chaos. Both are needed for trust. Both are under his control. Both are gifts for growth. Three, when you need more strength physically and emotionally to continue on his path for you, not your own path, he will give it. And he will provide a place of rest just like when, just when you need it. Just like he did with the bench for me and like he did with my friend's house for me to retreat at. Four, there is as much to learn from and in the messes as there is to learning in the beauty. Both are great teachers. Embrace them both for growth. And five, and this is the hardest one, Fred. <laughs> my personal comfort is never to be the goal. My personal comfort instead is a gift to be enjoyed when it's offered. And my personal comfort is never to become an entitlement. How do I know when it has? When I dwell on resentful thoughts, regarding messy, noisy, chaotic settings or messy, noisy, chaotic people. If God wants me to move towards those, I must see beyond and step towards them, just like I did and continue to do at the park. And once I did, I was blessed with beauty, i.e. lovely water fountains, and also blessed with his approval and his affirmation for doing so. Perhaps my walk in the park was a metaphorical walk in the life of ministry. That's great, Trish. You shared that with me uh, after, I think it was right before you were going to share it at a retreat that you were helping lead. And, and I thought, gosh, there's so much truth in that, of, of particularly in ministry of walking through the mess um, mm -hmm. to get to the beauty, because a lot of ministry is messy because exactly. you're dealing with humans, you're dealing with people, and we're all messy. And, 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 but yet there's beauty in it. And, and so thank you for sharing that. I love that. Absolutely sure. love it. I'm convicted every time I read it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That means Aimfully the spirit's good, in it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, conviction, um, mm-hmm. conviction is good. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows us it shows us where the Lord is pruning us and um, and where He's growing us. It's good. Now, I'm curious. You know, you said you've already started with a, a group. How have you seen God moving already in mm-hmm. in this new ministry? Well, I've seen Him connecting the women outside of the group, you know, not, we meet just once a month, but they're connecting on their own. And I see Mm -hmm. a lot of mutual sharing and mutual teaching going on. The new moms teach the Mm. older moms as much as the mom, you know, we, and the way we're taught is we're reminded often of, Mm. by them, of what we need to hear and what we need to remember, Mm. which is good. Um, And also I mentioned the key phrase for one of the key phrases in that uh, journal entry for me, was when God said, you have all you need to start where you are. Mm-hmm. That became the whole premise of this ministry, which these ladies have grabbed onto and beautifully worked with. And this, yeah. it's this, to invite each other into what we're already doing. Mm-hmm. So start oh, where that's you good. Are. Start with, you have all you need to start where you are. So when I started this, the Lord said, Trish, you sit on your porch all the time because I love my porch, there's mm-hmm. some mountain views, invite these ladies to sit on the porch with you. So our first gathering became a fellowship time on my porch. Mm-hmm. Trish, you love to walk. You need to walk because I have arthritis in my knees. A lot of people don't realize that. And I have to walk every so often, every few days, so they don't burn or sting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm already walking in the neighborhood. This was back in August. Invite these ladies to walk with you. So especially mm-hmm. the new moms would push their stroller and we'd go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the whole premise has been. This is not to be a, a, an additional thing. These women add to their lives. It's inviting each other into what we're already doing. Mm-hmm. That is what's different for me than any other ministry I've done. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. As you, as you, as you experience that, what do you, what do you dream? What are the big dreams for this? What do you hope? What do you, how do you hope God uses this? I would love to see, this become a multi-church ministry. And I, mm. I've talked with you before about, and you've been supportive and, and you're very much um, agree, agreeing with the idea of multi-church, which is what attracted me to fellowship. When you talked about serve Asheville, when I went to the discovery mm-hmm. event, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. where it kind of resonated with my heart. Because I think as we connect small groups to other small groups, we, and maybe even other churches, then what happens mm-hmm. is we grow as a city in teaching and encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. So I would love at some point as the Lord leads, and that's a phrase I'm learning to say more often uh-huh. <laughs> as the Lord leads, yeah. um, that it, we could involve other churches. I just think there's something beautiful when the church with a capital C mm-hmm. is united and encouraged together. We walk yeah. together versus walking separately. Yeah. Yeah, you know, doing that Christmas in the City series was so much fun to work with other pastors on this level. You know, we've worked doing service projects together. And honestly, that's really kind of safe because everybody can kind of do their own project. And, right. and, you know, we're kind of brainstorming together and we're in it together. But to work through a teaching series together and to step into these congregations um, and experience what church is like for them. And, and to teach them and stuff, it was this, it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And every single congregation received it positively um, because, because we are 
you know, one of the things I've said, and, and, and I think I actually got this from Brian Robbins at Missio, that, that we're not building castles, we're building a kingdom. Um, and, and there's a vast difference in those two, that those two ways of thinking. And so, um, uh, and so, you know, all of our ministries, uh, we have this, this, this open hand with them. And this is a perfect one to, to be able to see some of that cross pollinization, um, uh, from, from churches. I love it. Um, I have, I have, if, if women are interested, uh, and either, you know, if, if, if you're a new mom listening to this and you would love to connect with an experienced mom, one of the things that Trish is doing now is it is not really one-on-one, is that it's more um, a, a, few experience, a few new moms with an experienced mom. Is that, is that right? Yes, we meet once yeah. a month for a gathering um, yeah. and it's just a fellowship and a devotion. It's very simple. You don't have to prepare anything ahead of time, which is the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. We just invite each other into what we're already doing, um, activities, yeah. or even did a little craft together, socially distanced. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Just, just if that's something, some one of them has an interest in. So Good. shared that with us. Great, great. So if you're a new mom and you're interested, or if you're an experienced mom, and you want to be one of those moms that 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 encourages and fellowships with these younger moms, I'd really encourage that. The the way to connect with Trish is to email info at fellowshipashville.com and then we'll forward that on to Trish. Um, Cause we would love to, we would love to see what God's going to do as the Lord leads is a great way. 2020 has definitely taught us uh, as the Lord leads is a really uh, truthful phrase. You know, James in the book of James, it says, as the Lord wills, the same, same, same phrase as the Lord leads, we'll do it. And if he doesn't, eh, we won't, but, <laughs> but, but as the Lord leads. Um, so Trish, one final question. I've asked everybody this. Um, I'm, I'm curious to hear your answer. Um, how would you describe Fellowship Asheville in, in one word? Genuine. Genuine. Unpack and that for me a little bit. Yes, yeah. because that means real, true. There's no pretense mm-hmm. or facade, which sometimes I've encountered in different churches where you feel like they're putting their best show on for you or there, but there's mm-hmm. very much a honesty uh, that comes from leadership as mm-hmm. you've admit, you know, you've admitted struggles, you've talked about counseling and that you've gone to counseling. And so there's really a realness. I started to use yeah. the word realness and I thought, well, genuine sounds a little better, uh-huh, but I uh-huh. think of the velveteen rabbit and how he was real because he was so worn and mm-hmm. how the skin horse talks about, I love children. So I love children's books mm-hmm. as well. And how he, um, you know, that's what makes someone real is yeah. all the ways they've, the, the struggles they've gone through and the way they've been worn out mm. physically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And spiritually, but their strength has been, their faith has been strengthened. So yeah. Fred, there is one other way people can be involved. I forgot to yeah. mention. Is this yeah. okay? Absolutely. Um, if you're not, perhaps maybe you don't want to join a mentoring ministry, but you want to still support, uh, of course, we would love people to come be on, to pray for us. And I can give mm-hmm. you specific prayer requests because I always feel like there, you need a prayer covering over any ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you have, um, if you want to donate, whether it be gift cards or to for some of the new moms as we give gifts here and there just to bless and encourage them or give one gift card to me that when I buy little things or buy food or materials or any way, um, you can direct how that, how that yeah. contribution goes. But I think we always need to keep ourselves a broader picture of any ministry 
is there are many ways to help and come alongside that ministry, even mm-hmm. if you're not directly involved in it. And yeah. I feel like if we can support each other that way, we're all stronger. So. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, Trish, thanks. It was a pleasure talking to you as always. Um, I hope you have a great day today and uh, fellowship. I love being the church with you and I will see you or you can hear me uh, next time you listen to this. All right. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Thanks. Bye.